0: You are listening to the IoT For All Media Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IoT For All podcast on the IoT For All Media Network. I'm your host, Ryan Chicone, one of the co-creators of IoT For All. Now, before we jump into this episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or join our newsletter at iotforall.com newsletter to catch all the newest episodes as soon as they come out. Before we get started, if any of you out there are looking to enter the fast-growing and profitable IoT market but don't know where to start, check out our sponsor, Leverage's IoT solutions development platform, which provides everything you need to create turnkey IoT products that you can white-label and resell under your own brand. To learn more, go to iotchangeseverything.com. That's iotchangeseverything.com. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the IoT for All podcast. Welcome, Nate, to the IoT for All show. Thanks for being here this week. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic. Um, let's start out by having you give a quick introduction to our audience. Tell a little bit more about you, your background experience, kind of how you got into this space, and um, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Nate Clark. Um, I'm 40 years old. I, I worked in the the tech industry in the San Francisco Bay Area for a good chunk of my career. Um and so my background is mostly in, in software development and uh, building web applications and a little little bit of mobile applications and, and things like that um, for about 10 or 15 years. Uh, towards towards the end of uh, my time in San Francisco, well, it turned out to be the end of my time in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> I I had a problem that I wanted to solve for myself, which was that I had I was living in a in a house that had an old wired alarm system. And sure. it was a, it was a rental. And, and the landlord was like, I don't know how to work that thing. So he's like, do whatever you want with it, which to me was, was licensed to do whatever I want with it, which I, which I did. So I, I tried to take it apart and figure out what was going on, how those things worked and realized that the, the wired sensors in the home were still perfectly functional, even though the alarm system itself was, was more or less obsolete. And it was basically just a, a project for myself that I wanted to be able to monitor the sensors, um, you know, with a smart home app. And at the time right. I was using SmartThings, which is a Samsung product, sure. and uh, it it already has a really nice built in security system app. And so that was the the goal of mine was to connect those wired sensors to SmartThings so that I could monitor and control my home alarm system through okay. uh, the SmartThings app. And And that's basically how Connected was born.
0: So, talk me through kind of um, you know how you went from using the smart things to connect your alarm system to building your own solution, and kind of what the difference is there from kind of I guess current offerings in the market for turning you know old alarm system security systems into um, kind of a smart security system yeah,
1: well, that's a good question well the the bulk of the DIY security industry is mostly focused on wireless things you know wireless okay. sensors and 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 kind of an alarm system in a box you know right. some you know some of the established competitors in that space would be simply safe um, and mm-hmm. ring uh, and you know yep. you can buy the alarm system in a box and it comes with a few sensors that you stick up against the doors and a motion sensor and, and things like right. that and that's right. that's great because it's it's simple and easy for the end user to install but there okay. are Thirty or forty million homes in North America that are pre-wired for alarm systems. They have the the mm-hmm. door and the window sensors already built into the door frames and sure. a motion sensor in the living room. Um, and it, it's hard to know exactly, but we we estimate that at, at at least half of these are are basically out of use because the you know the the alarm industry hasn't really evolved too much in the last. 10 or 20 years and okay. you you still have the 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 keypad on the wall and you have to remember to arm and disarm it when you when you leave right. the house. And that right. doesn't necessarily fit the app based lifestyle of, of today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and so um the niche that I sort of fell into as I was kind of solving this problem for myself was like, okay, what if we can build a smart device that can basically make the old wired alarm system, the old dumb wired mm-hmm. alarm system smart. And right. nobody had really done that um, in the in the in the way that we approached it. There are a couple other products that can interface with an existing alarm system, which is not exactly what I wanted to do. I want to basically take those those sensors themselves and the siren and and just, you know, make it a fully smart home based system. And the advantages of that are huge. Not only can you, of course, monitor and control your security from a smart home app, but also use all of those sensors for automation purposes too. I mean, of course you could go online and buy a Z-Wave motion sensor or door sensor, but if sure. it's already wired in your house, then you never have to change the batteries. It's super gotcha. reliable. Um, they tend to respond a lot faster. The wired sensors do than um, a, tr- uh, a, a wireless um, sensor. And um, and so the, the value proposition of being able to take your home with... These you know, half a dozen or more sensors that are more or less dumb and make them all right. smart and bring all of that into a smart home system uh, is is really, really valuable for the end user.
0: So what's um, I guess what's the reason they would do that as opposed to buying just all the smart sensors and things that are on the market today? Uh, is it like a cost standpoint? Is there an ease of use standpoint? Like what, what is kind of what are you seeing when you're engaging with with customers as to why they. Um, kind of go the connected route versus buying you know ring and those kinds of things, and it kind of installing them from scratch
1: well, kind of what i what I just mentioned is if the wired sensors are already in your house, and especially if your mm-hmm. house is a little bit larger and you have a dozen or more of them, which a lot fair enough a lot of homes do it does it, it definitely is a cost savings because our product, um, the connected alarm panel and the new connected alarm panel pro, can support any number of sensors and and a, a few sirens and outputs right, and things right. like that it's infinitely expandable and to do that with wireless sensors would be a bit of an upfront investment and then also changing batteries every six months to a year um, yeah. to, to to maintain that uh, and then if if it is a large house you also have to worry about the, the wireless signal and interference mm-hmm. and, and things like that um, and there's also the reliability And and just the aesthetic of the wired sensors, which are nearly invisible because they're traditionally like drilled into the door frames. Right. So you don't even see them there. The wireless ones kind of stick on the outside of the door frame and um, are a little bit less uh, a little bit less nice to look at. So there's there's that. And 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 I think in a lot of people's mind and, and it is true that the the wired sensors tend to perform more reliably and, and are faster to respond than the wireless ones. Um, So all around, it's a, it's a great value proposition to basically take something that's already in your house and make it smarter and better and more useful than it ever was before, even when it was brand new.
0: Now, let me ask, is there other potential use cases outside of just doing it in the home? Like what other, um, Kind of projects have you guys taken on outside of maybe individual homes what about like office buildings uh, schools things like that do you have any kind of real use cases attached to larger operations outside of
1: just an individual's home yeah absolutely um, so we've especially with the launch of our new alarm panel pro product which connects via ethernet and you and and supports power over ethernet we've we've had a growth in interest from commercial Um, properties and and some professional installers and and access security and access control installers. A couple of interesting use cases. um, We have a a client down in South Florida that's building a high end residential condominium unit and they have um, leak sensors built into the walls in, in each of the units. And and these are basically like when when water contacts the the leak sensor, then it opens or closes a circuit. And so they were looking to use the connected alarm panel pro to monitor hundreds of leak sensors into a central dashboard that the building management can then get an alert if there's a leak in any of the units. I thought that was a really neat use case. It's not necessarily security related. Um, We also have a school district in Northern California that is interested in and, and have started converting some of their old twenty year old Bosch security systems over to connected um, because you know in a traditional sense commercial buildings security is something that's sort of owned by the facilities team and and the IT team may be completely separate from from security. But those lines are blurring and blending more and more every day. And in this particular school district with a, with a small staff, they don't necessarily have a facilities team that, to manage the security separately. And their IT de- department has kind of assumed control of it. And they wanted something that was more adaptable and and functional for an IT department and so that they can manage alerts through um through their alerting system and, and, and dashboards and things like that. Right. And the connected alarm panel pro is a neat solution for them. So they're, they're also interested in, uh, it's another non non-residential use case right. that that's been really interesting for us. So what is
0: the kind of learning curve for somebody that would, um, you know, buy one of your products and kind of install it in, in their home? Uh, you know, for instance, let's say, uh, you take a home that is kind of has their security system and their sensors are all wired in. Um, what kind of technology background understanding do people need to have in order to do this themselves? Or is it something that is pretty seamless that almost anyone can do? Uh,
1: a lot of people can do it themselves with no problem. I, I, I mean, let's be honest, like we are, we do have to do a little bit of work to understand because everybody's home is different. Like which, which wire goes to which sensor and, and things like that. And the traditional security installers or whoever originally built your house or your alarm system um likely didn't label things very clearly. You know, some that's that's usually the case that we find. And so it, it takes a little bit of um planning to to do it successfully, but it's not technically complex at all. Um okay. really what what uh and and we get this feedback a lot that it looks intimidating from the get-go. And I and I admit to that it is because you're you're going into your closet and you see this bundle of a dozen or more wires coming out of the wall and you're like, oh my gosh, which, what, what, I hope I'm doing this right. But I have, I have plenty of videos on YouTube and we have step-by-step guides. It's really like a matter of just, you know, if you, if you take it one step at a time um, almost everybody is successful and we do have great customer support that can help you if you get stuck. Um, But it's really a matter of just taking the wires from the old system and, in, in turn, moving them over to our board, or in in some use cases, we also have a product called the connected alarm panel interface, which lets you keep the old system and also have the smart home control from your smart things or your home assistant mm. platform okay and, and keep and, and, and connect them in parallel more or less um, and and that works great also that's a little bit more complex installation, but the the most of our use case most of our residential users are replacing an existing alarm system. And it really is just a matter of taking it step by step. And it's pretty hard to mess up.
0: Okay. And I, I when you mentioned smart things, I know you have experience from before and then what led you to, to build connected. And then I read something um of, do you guys have some kind of partnership or certification process or program with them? Is there some kind of relationship you guys have with Smart Things?
1: Yes, we do. Yeah. So I've, you know, I've been working with the Smart Things uh, platform and team for several years and we finally did you know the smart things has evolved quite a bit in the last couple of years but we've finally um, received our official works with smart things partner certification which is nice. very exciting um, and and that just means that you know our integrations are officially supported by smart things and uh, and all you need is the app of the smart things app which is free to use it um our our smart things integration works through directly through their cloud platform so you don't even need the smart things hub anymore um which i've come to understand is is sort of scarce right now since they're, they're okay. they've started <laughs> outsourcing the um right. the, the the hardware manufacturing to AoTech but that's a different story um, and so yeah the the works with smart things partnership has been really exciting for us and it just it just validates the idea um that people want the control over, over the existing infrastructure in their house and to bring mm-hmm. it into a, a modern and consumer-oriented smart home platform like SmartThings. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, and I actually, you know, anecdotally have a number of um, acquaintances who, who work for SmartThings who use Connected in their own home, of course. Oh, wow. so, cool. so, so So that's really great validation for cool. us as well. Oh, absolutely.
0: That's fantastic. So talk to me a little bit more about just on a higher level, the kind of DIY security space in general. Um, I'm not very familiar with it. It's it's obvi- I know, you know, when it comes to IoT, you know, Raspberry Pis or Duinos, you know, there's tons of the maker community out there doing incredible things with these devices. Um, but just from your perspective, what is the does the DIY kind of landscape look like as it relates to the security space? Um, from your all's perspective,
1: yeah, that's a really good question. Um, well, I'm I'm going to leave out like the the makers right now because they, you know people who are really. You know, into building and making, and that's essentially what I what I was, and I I created my own Frankensteinish version of what became connected, and decided to refine it into a product. Most makers right. kind of stop at at the at the walls of their own house, um, gotcha. But they're going to do what they they want to do, and there's there's a whole bunch of things that makers can do. With you're right, like Raspberry Pis and 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 the ESP thirty two and and boards like that. Um, but the DIY security space is a, is a big and growing industry and kind of, um, and, and there's, there's sort of a, you know, a a battle or a cold war going on between the, the traditional security industry who are kind of resistant to change from their subscription based or contract based model to the, to the DIY security systems, like coming out of the tech companies, for example, like Mm -hmm. ring and simply safe and, and things like that, which also are, 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 um, Relying on some subscription revenue, but they also have a functional, you know, app that that most of the time that you can use without without paying right. a subscription. Right, right, right. So, um, I think there's a lot of there's there's a lot of churn in the market right now in, in terms of the security in in terms of DIY security systems because um, especially in this year of COVID you know, the traditional security companies may have not gotten so many new installs because people don't want, you know, a technician coming in their house, you know, in the in these COVID times. Right. And so DIY um, and smart home stuff in general have have exploded quite a bit in the last year. And we've seen that reflected in our sales as well, um, Mm -hmm. which, which which was really interesting. I think the lines are blurring a lot between home security and home automation. And that's a good thing. And um it's going to depend on which platforms that that consumers really gravitate to, whether it's the um, you know, the kind of security-oriented platforms like um Honeywell Total Connector, for example, or or sure. Alarm.com. Right. Those are the sure. those are the the commercial products that the traditional security vendors are, are selling versus the consumer oriented platforms like smart things or, or ring, or, um, for example, or home right. assistant, which is an open source thing that you can build yourself. Um, right, right, right. So I guess long, long story short is, 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 yeah, it's a, um, it's a, it's a battle right now and there's lots of different approaches and and I think the lines are blurring a lot. And so you're going to see more security products that have home automation features and more home automation products that have security features. And pretty soon, there won't be a distinction between the two of them.
0: And and when it comes to kind of any DIY type thing, I think there's always this like factor of intimidation on not being able to understand how to do it well. And we kind of mm-hmm. already talked about this a little bit. But how do you um, kind of what are your thoughts there as, as far as any type of Smart device. Maybe we could focus on smart security here for a second, again. Um, but how do you kind of address that intimidating nature of of a DIY smart, you know, security solution in general when when you're you know either marketing the product or talking with customers, potential customers, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. Well, one, we try to we try to create a lot of. High quality content, whether it's written or or video content on YouTube, mm-hmm. that that really shows what you can do and and how to right. do it, and so that solves a lot. You know, people can learn a lot from YouTube, um, and 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 really enjoy that that channel of of, uh, of education. Agreed, agreed. Um, but what I'm even more excited about is like you know, as a small company, we're we're trying to build a network of dealers and installers around the country and around the world who can act as that you know, do it for me installer kind of, and, and, and there's a growing industry that that I've seen and I've talked to dozens, if not hundreds of of people like this who are, you know, either independent or small companies who are trying to make, make a living or build a business out of doing smart home installations and setups for, for individuals. yeah. Yeah. And so we're trying to be, you know, partner with, with individuals like that and small companies like that, because connected is not a platform in itself like some of our competitors are, because we we take the approach of we want to work with the greatest platforms out there. And the and that that people want to give give the consumer the control, whether that's smart things or home assistant or habitat, right, which are our most popular platforms. Um, and we're working on others like, you know, with like, for example, Direct Alexa and Google Assistant integration, which I'm really excited about because those are very popular. But it, there is a lot of choice and a lot of potential for confusion for somebody who's not already, you know, decided that, oh, yes, I'm going to be a Home Assistant home or I'm going to be a Hubitat home, for example. And so y- use y- leveraging the expertise of, like, your local Smart home installer company is, I I think, uh, an approach that so far been working out well for us. Yeah, I actually just had a guest on from
0: um, Mister Electric, so it's like you know, uh, electrician company that you Mm -hmm. have um, different groups around uh, franchises around the country, and they have become kind of a local source for smart home installations. Um, You know, they kind of come into a home, see a problem, and they can fix it, or they can upgrade you to to kind of the smart side of things, and right. um, so that so that kind of approach is being seen as successful in other areas as well. So so I totally get where you're coming from. I think the the, the approach is is spot on um, as a, from a strategic perspective. So that's great.
1: Um, yeah. And and I guess I should add that you know connected really shines when you combine it with other smart home yes. stuff. Like makes sense. For example, um, you know a simple automation is turn on the front porch light when the front door opens and, you know, in order to, right. to accomplish that you would need either a smart light bulb or a smart switch, which, you know, your electrician or a smart home guy or you could install yourself Yep. and then a door sensor on your front door, which connected can obviously handle if you have that wired in. And so yes. those types of synergies that when, you know, when you install connected with lighting, for example, or uh, a thermostat, for example, um, it really just creates more value, uh, and that and that's what the you know the the smart home do it for me installers can right. can help a, a customer to understand and 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 be successful.
0: Absolutely. Now, I want to as we wrap up here, I want to ask you kind of a um, kind of a broader question. But what do you how do you see kind of the current smart security landscape? Let's say just generally talking about the smart devices. Not let's remove the DIY for a second. And then mixing that back in with the DIY side, you know, as you say, that's a very big and growing area so what do you how do you kind of see the future of of smart security kind of where is it now, and kind of where do you think it's it's going in the you know let's say twelve to eighteen months and beyond that
1: oh wow that's a <laughs> I wish I had a crystal ball, and I could tell you um, I think a lot of things are happening in the security industry in general, and one thing that's you know industry wide that's that a lot of people are talking about is the sunset of three G, which which is happening. I think scheduled for twenty twenty two. I think although they may have pushed it back. And the reason why that's important is because a lot of a lot of security systems that were installed in the last ten or fifteen years have mm-hmm. cellular communicators using three G um, data to to call into their. Um, their 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 monitoring station and so those are going to all have to be changed out or upgraded in the next 12 to 18 months in order to to when some, when 3G no longer works and so um so that's that's kind of forcing the industry into selling products and services that have additional value other than security i think that's one of the the main Focus, main shifts is as we kind of grow into this millennial and Gen y uh, you know generations uh, or the generation of cord cutters, you know they don't mm-hmm. necessarily see the value in spending thirty or forty bucks a month on security sure. monitoring, which is sure. like three times their Netflix bill, right? And you get yeah, a lot right. more value out of Netflix right. on a monthly yeah. basis than you do out of some monitoring company and right. so um if there's any trend that i can predict it's just that the monthly costs are going to go down as more and more people are are balking at that at those mm-hmm. contracts and, mm-hmm. and and things like that um the rest of it is hard to it's hard to predict i mean we're seeing some of the traditional security installers moving into the smart home space and trying to add value that way. And just okay. as many of them who are just are just digging their heels in and resistant to it and, and think that security is security and smart home is just a toy. And so, right. Um, um, I don't know which mentality is going to win out. I think um, I, I have my suspicions, but, <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm not a I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I appreciate the insights
0: anyways um, and your thoughts, because, you know, this is not a topic that we've covered a lot about. I don't I'm I'm not as familiar with the um, we talk a lot about security, but not so much on the DIY side. And, and right. you, know, you raise some very, very interesting points. Um, I think our audience is going to get a ton of value out of kind of learning about this. Because I guarantee you, a lot of our audience, um, you know, they're they're probably a lot of them are the early adopters of of new technology in the IoT space. You know, they have tons of devices in their smart home, in their homes. But at the same time, there's a probably a good portion of them who um, would be willing to go the DIY route, they just don't know much about it. And I think this is going to be a really good education piece and for them to understand that, look, if you guys are in a home that um, has kind of a wired in older system, there's an there's something you can do to make it smart to kind of meet up with the standards of everything else that you have in your home. So I think this will be a great conversation for them to learn about and maybe we can find a way to get even more information, like, you know, articles and things that you write out to our audience, because I think they'd find a lot of value in it. So I really appreciate your time. Um, Nate, this has been great. And, and, um, and thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's the uh, what's the best way for the audience to kind of reach out to learn more kind of engage after this, com- you know, after they listen to this and want to have you know, maybe have questions or want to just kind of discover a bit more
1: about what Connected does? Yeah, so um, go to our website connected.io that's spelled with a K, K-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. And then I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, If you can search for Connected with a K, you'll find it um, where we have, you know, a lot of our how-to installation videos as well as promo videos and things like that. And a really active Facebook group, um, the Connected Users group on Facebook, where you'll 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 be able to see a lot of stories and photos and um and questions and answers from our, our our user community.
0: Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure we link all
1: that up, um,
0: get that out to our audience when this goes live. Um, and again, Nate, this has been fantastic. Thanks again for your time and I appreciate you being here. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us this week on the IoT for All podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave us a rating or review and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Also, if you have a guest you'd like to see on the show, please drop us a note at at ryan.iotforall.com and we'll do everything we can to get them as a featured guest. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.